0: You're listening to Connect Communities podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message.
1: Hey, Connect Community. Thank you for tuning in today. We're so excited to be with you today online. Uh, and we're sharing the third part of our Like Me series Talking about acceptance, talking about relationships, and also putting things in proper order, having a integrated life. Yes. Right.
0: Yes. <laughs> Agreed.
1: So this today is the third part. We started with putting God first. Last week we were in person together at Ripplewam, and I shared a message about your identity and purpose, the importance of you knowing those two things, and and being confident in walking. Uh, And the identity that God has given you and the purpose that he has given for your life. And today we're going to talk about the third element of a fully integrated, well-integrated individual. And that is relationships. Because as we spoke last week, no one is an island. No. No person was designed to live by themselves. And this pandemic has really pointed that out for us, right? People know more than ever that we're made for relationships right now. Well,
0: and some of them don't know, but are perishing in the process. They don't realize how much of the anxiety and how much of the depression, the sadness, um, how much of that is actually a product of isolation.
1: Yeah. Isolation from others, isolation from God, Mm -hmm. isolation from a fruitful, meaningful life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in that mindset... Um, of relationships, let me ask you a question to begin this message and to get you thinking. What is your standard for treating people? I'm not talking about what you believe you should do or how you believe people should act to, toward one another. I'm talking about what actually happens. How do you actually act toward others? Imagine when somebody cuts you off in traffic. How do you react? How do you treat people in that situation?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> when someone treats you badly at a business or a restaurant or, you know, just randomly. How what's your reaction? How do you what's your standard for that situation? When someone you someone challenges you or maybe they belittle you, treat you in a way that is not very good. How do you treat them? What's your typical reaction? You gotta have a, a certain standard, and that's that's really the beginning of knowing how to relate to others. There's gotta be a, a center point. There's gotta be a a primary uh, uh, n- true north, right? Yeah. And it's all connected. These three elements that we have been talking about are connected, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and I think when it comes to relationships, it's also important to note that we tend to treat others. Um, by what they do, right? We, yeah. tend, we tend to react to other people um, by what they do. Mm-hmm. However, we tend to judge ourselves by our intentions. Yes. And those are two very big, di- uh, very different things. Yeah. We don't judge people by what they intended. Um, most people don't intend to yeah. do certain things. Exactly. They, you know, they respond, they react or you know, Mm -hmm. whatever the circumstances, but we judge them for what they did. We don't stop to consider what their intentions were. Rarely do we stop to consider. But yet, when we make mistakes, that's not what I meant. Yeah, we desire grace. Yeah, we want grace. We want mercy.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's important for us to have things in proper order. Because if you do put God first, and He is at the center, if you know who you are, and you know where you're going... You know, your identity and your purpose. Then those two elements will release you to treat people with a little bit more grace, a little bit more mercy, mm-hmm. to to allow you to actually walk toward relationships um, in a healthier manner. Mm-hmm. And Jesus set a standard, right? He shared mm-hmm. a standard for us, a, a model of how to relate to others. That's that's what he came to do. In part, what he came to do was to show us How to uh, act toward others. And uh, there's this passage in John chapter 15, 12, where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And this is what he says. This is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. So he calls a responsibility to himself. And he says, listen, I'm giving you a model. I'm showing you the way human beings should treat each other. You should love each other. The golden rule says you should love another person as you wish to be loved, Mm -hmm. right? But Jesus upped the ante. He said, "No, you you should love others as I have loved you."
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm setting the example right here, and that's that's a powerful, powerful.
0: Which is right. We we spoke of disorder, right? Yeah. You can't get there without. Knowing exactly. and feeling the love of God, exactly, you can't actually love others the you way you can only Jesus draw from Him
1: you. if you put Him first.
0: Exactly, yeah, which is why order is so important. Right.
1: Exactly. Now, if we think about the structure of Scriptures, right, and relationship from the beginning, we touched on that a few weeks ago, and um, in, in when we were sharing our, our vision series, um, when sin came into the world, also did division. Division came into the world and caused separation between Adam and Eve, separation between Adam and God and Eve and God, and it, it, it came to divide. So from the beginning, that has been God's effort to allow us to connect to one another and, and have that kind of relationship. That's why this standard is so important, because this is Jesus's way of guiding us toward restoration mm-hmm. and guiding us toward um, reconciliation.
0: There's this wonderful passage where Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples, Yeah. right? It's a huge example of him teaching them to love. He's saying that, you know, whoever wants to be first really should, you know, will be last. And whoever wants to be, like, whoever just lays their life down will end up yeah. being first, right? He's teaching the disciples that you just shouldn't want to be the first, the one sitting next to God in heaven. Like, yeah. you should really just serve people. And so he goes and he washes the disciples feet and he tells them do to others as I have done to you mm-hmm. what a picture of what mm-hmm. it means to love love as Jesus puts it means to serve right a huge yeah. component of love is service is to lay your life down in mm-hmm. the service of someone else so what does that mean well I think about family dynamics right for instance I have three children and for me sometimes love means um, not doing what I want to do and sitting on the floor and playing a board game yeah. which I don't want to do <laughs> you know but that's love because it means that I'm laying my desires yeah. my wishes down um, to serve or to you know to engage with what is important to them uh-huh. right in marriage um I'll, you know you have to
1: that's a breeze for you pff,
0: you have to lay down you know sometimes what you want to do or how yeah. you want to go about it you have to lay down your opinions yeah. you have to lay down the way you want things you have to lay down a vacation in the mountains to go to the beach with your wife because you know your wife prefers the beach that's true that's how like you love Love is a lot of laying down of yeah. oneself of one's yeah you know, it's humility yeah it's laying down pride. it's yes. laying down um control yeah. it's it's laying it's a laying down, I think
1: and we find that depicted all throughout the New Testament
0: yeah you know, the,
1: the apostles, yeah. Paul, Peter, James, they all write the writer to Hebrews they all write about what it is to love one another and it's interesting that. You know, we we live in a society that is so, is so. The Judeo-Christian mindset is so imprinted in it that we think it's human flourishing. We think it's it's the 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 what is it that the movie uh, presenters, they, they find all sorts of ways to, to to not say God, right? So mm-hmm. they say like it's a triumph of the human spirit. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we see in movie trailers all the time, uh, and and we we think that well, which which way is like. Being human and in which way is God and, and Christianity? Well, a lot of what we consider just being a good person is now in our society a wake of uh, uh, the impact that Christ had on humanity. Because when this was written, society was not like that. mm it was ruthless. People would die on the streets well, for no reason.
0: Women were treated as objects.
1: Women were second class. They second weren't class. R- real citizens. Yep. Uh, their their society, their state was overtaken by uh, the Roman Empire.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was It was, kill it was or be not killed, We right? can't
1: yeah, we can't imagine what they were looking, what they what they were enduring and here comes Jesus saying hey you got to lay down your life for others that really meant laying down your life it's not like a figurative thing right now we have to think about man going to the cross is a figure of speech back then it was a real thing so yeah. It, it, if you're looking at the scriptures and trying to draw uh, uh, the intensity, it was way more intense for the readers and the hearers back then. And they embraced this lifestyle. They embraced this way of yes. life. And they changed the world. They changed their story.
0: So much so that it, the beginning of the church is lived in this manner yes. where they all bring everything that they had. Yeah. And, and they share. all present it and they yeah. all share it because nothing was more important than being in that community yeah. and loving one another. As so
1: Christ. there are many passages that, that in the scriptures that talk about this standard, right? But there's this one that I wanted to highlight, Romans 13 uh, verses 8 through 10, where Paul writes about it. He says this, Oh, no one anything except to love each other for the, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. I think we have it for the screen. And any commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Think about that. He summarizes all the commandments that these people heard from growing up like this was their actual law and it says love does no wrong to a neighbor therefore love is the fulfilling of the law the whole point of the law was to have people love one another yeah that, that has been the theme of the scriptures from new from from genesis to uh, uh the arrival well, of jesus although
0: they didn't understand that right they didn't really understand the point
1: yeah, okay. not in Jesus' time.
0: No, they didn't yeah. understand that the law was made for man. Yeah. Right? It was in, it, it was a depiction. There was a lot
1: of corruption in the teaching yeah. process. yes. Yeah,
0: and so the love had almost been extracted from the law. And Jesus yeah. is like, no, 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 the law is for man. It is yeah. that you would love one another and not harm one another and yeah. treat each other.
1: Exactly. Um, so what this emphasizes this is the important to have that standard,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to have that center, because so often we get into uh, uh conversations and friendships and relationships and dating and you know even in marriage we get in situations that take us away from that an offense a fight something that's said that you know rubs the wrong way and we we don't think about not doing wrong to a neighbor. we actually want to pay back we actually want to re- see retribution happen
0: yeah. Well, and even if we don't want to do it, we want to see them fail. Yeah. There's this, like, right? I think yeah. nowadays we don't, we're maybe not as um, physical uh-huh. in our, you yeah. know, deliberate punishment of but other But when people. somebody
1: trips, there's that little...
0: There's that thing inside, yeah. you know, like if you, if they've been doing wrong and they get what they deserved. Yeah. You're like, huh. Huh. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. it's just, because it's always a matter of heart. Yeah. It's not entirely just actions you can mm-hmm. behave like you love people right yeah. you can act like you love people you can falsely act like you love people and present something that you're not but yeah that's commonly accepted
1: who, but then in behind in your yeah, heart yeah. in your
0: heart you've you've killed that person Like, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> like you have yeah. you know how many times in your head do you have yeah.
1: so even if you even if you're like in a context that this is difficult or you gotta at least embrace a standard if you're going to do relationships right. That's the whole point of this first half of the message. You gotta have a strong true north in how you're going to interact with people and, and, and attribute the right value to people and see them truly as your brother or your sister and see them truly as the family of God and really embrace the words of Jesus and the words of Paul saying, you know what, I'm going to love my neighbor. That's my goal. That's my aim. Even if it's difficult, that's my aim. Even if I fail, that's my aim. Even if I, if I don't do it right every single day, that's my aim because that's what's going to, to, to allow you to know when you're not doing it right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You gotta have the standard so you know when you're failing, right? Because in, in relationships, it's important for you to know when you're failing. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a, couple, a few things that will often happen in relationships. So we're gonna go through three and three, okay? The first three things that will often happen in relationships. Honey, can you attribute this? There will be conflicts. Is this true or not?
0: No, (laughs) never. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Of course, there'll be conflicts if you're two. I mean, it is absurd to think that two can become one in marriage, right? Let's like think about think about the notion of that. It's
1: it's, yeah, it's it's a challenge that defies. common sense common. in many ways
0: oh yeah because it's, it's like two individuals with different backgrounds different family yeah. histories different lenses in yeah. which they see the world different opinions and you, you know want them to make decisions together and become yeah. one right mm-hmm. or even in relationships like friendships yeah. you know for you to not have a conflict that means that one of you is a lying all the time because the truth is that if or you, you're not being you you're right? not being you yeah. you're lying right because you're gonna have a difference of opinions yeah. and you're gonna have conflicts and how you deal with those conflicts reveal what you believe
1: exactly so if you are doing the first two things right if God is first and you have your confidence in him and you're drawing your identity from him and you're living for what he's calling you to live you might have conflicts but you will be able to have conflicts and know that depending on the relationship, right, you, you get through it. And one of the things that we want to encourage you with is don't take things so personal, right? Because if you are putting God first, if you know who you are, as we've been talking about, and, and you have a clear direction for your life and you have a purpose for your life, you know where you're headed. Yeah. And, and not every conflict is about you.
0: Yeah, I think um, that... It goes back to knowing who you are, right? Yeah. Because if you it's ha- you have a thick skin and a tender uh-huh. heart, yes, where people don't really um, affect. That's really good. Your your identity.
1: Yeah, having a thick skin and a tender heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. like they can say whatever they're gonna say if if you're not. Threatened if yeah. you don't feel inferior by their mm-hmm. inferiorized <laughs> yeah. by their words. Belittled. Belittled by their yeah. words because you know who you are. You can take those things, and obviously nobody likes to be talked down to yeah. and nobody likes to be hurt, but you can it's it bounces off of yeah. you, right? Because you know who you are. And
1: there's always two sides to the story, right? Wow. We we not only not only in, in a conflict, two sides to the story. But also as an onlooker and the person who is speaking or, or or sometimes offending.
0: Well, here's the other aspect. There's
1: a background to that.
0: Well, hurt people hurt others.
1: Exactly. They
0: can't help but hurt. Yeah. Like, if you're hurting, if you're bleeding, it's going to come out. It's yeah. going to spew out of your heart, right? As uh, the mouth speaks with the heart is full of, uh-huh. right? And so people that are hurt... will sometimes don't know that they're hurting others that's just you know how they've been raised how Mm -hmm. they you know it's you tell people the truth yeah you know but like without care to their heart or Mm -hmm. to you without kindness without you know some finesse (laughs) to tell people things but
1: i love that i love that to to have tender hearts and a thick skin Mm because our world is does it on the reverse Mm -hmm. we have uh uh We have thin skins skins and hardened hearts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We walk around thinking that everybody's out to get us. Yeah. And therefore our hearts get hardened to even receive real love.
1: Second thing that we will see in relationships, there will be setbacks. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, people will hurt you. Yes. Right? There will be... um, Relationships will end. Yeah. You know, that's a big one. We don't know how to end relationships. We don't know how to have
1: how to move on seasonal
0: relationships,
1: and not just not just uh, romantic relationships.
0: No, in all aspects. Yeah. There are friends that have been friends for years, but they're no longer gonna, you know, be friends. There are relationships that need to end. Yeah. Um, There are people that will not walk with you into the next season of your life. Mm -hmm. There are people that won't know how to. Um, see your next season so they won't know how to see you succeed they won't know how to see you become a parent they won't know how to see you get married or get wealthy or get wealthy there are relationships that must end yeah um so we have to learn to let go of them Mm -hmm. have to learn to say goodbye and and not stay resentful
1: yes and knowing that if you if you choose to love somebody you're giving because to love is to give and so, when you love somebody, you are giving. And if that relationship goes away, that's your setback. That's your loss. It's going to be a loss.
0: Yeah. And you got to navigate it. through
1: that. Yeah. Grieve the
0: loss yeah. of, the, of whatever ended relationship. Yeah. Give yourself the space to grieve it. Yeah. But, like, grief, yes. at, with time, you let it mm-hmm. go, right? Yeah. You, you let it.
1: Love carries a risk, but it's still better to love, mm-hmm. even with the risks that it carries. Third thing that there will be in relationships there will be disappointments.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yes, there are, there are disappointments. Yeah. I mean, like it goes back to because people don't see things the same way, yeah. right? You expect them to behave like you. Yes. You expect them to see things like you. You expect them to respond like you. I mean, how could you not see it the way I see it? Yes. Um, and that brings about disappointment. And
1: generally, people want to be good. Generally, they're they're aiming at good
0: a form of good right yeah because it's a selfish good
1: yeah well
0: a form sometimes of good.
1: sometimes yeah
0: for I mean for the most part I don't think people are out to get you yeah for the you know for the most part yes. or not. not um, I think people um, tend tend to want to behave morally yeah they tend to want to treat others with respect
1: yeah we're designed to think that what we're doing is good
0: yeah yeah, yeah. we think that it's good yeah yeah Absolutely. I
1: heard this uh, phrase this week. Actually, I read it. It's it was funny. Uh, It's it's it tells the story of a girl who was in in Sunday school at church, and she was asked the question, "What is a lie?" And she said, "A lie is an an, an abomination to God, and a very present help in time of need."
0: (laughs) (laughs) She knew her passages too.
1: (laughs) People will lie; they will deceive. And in the moment that they do those things, they think that they're doing it for a greater good sometimes. And they
0: even think that they might be protecting you. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, caring and, for your heart.
1: And that's because we're all imperfect. We're fallible people. So mm-hmm. um, take that to heart that, you know, you will have disappointments in relationships, but still it's better to love. It's still better to love. So mm-hmm. let's go to the second three elements. Okay. How do we deal with imperfect people?
0: Tell them goodbye.
1: (laughs) Tell them goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing is this. You put God first. We talked about this. It's the order,
0: right? Yeah, It's the order because Mm -hmm. the Bible says that all good and perfect gift comes from above. Yeah, Which means what? There is no goodness in this world without God. Yes. So if we want to love people, we must be connected to the source of love, which is then God. Um, And in
1: the same way... When you put God first, you know where your standard is. Mm-hmm. Because to love somebody doesn't mean that you have to agree with them. Love is not agreement.
0: No. And, and in fact, like yeah. I don't know where we got this that we have to all see things the same mm-hmm. in order to love our neighbors or to be able to be friends. Like, yeah. I, we can see things differently. differently. We can have difference of opinions. We exactly. can even choose to live in different ways. We can choose to believe different things yes. and still love. Yes. And still love our neighbor as ourselves. Yes. Love them as God called us to love them. And it's, so-
1: it's Black History Month. And I think about you know, Reverend Martin Luther King a lot because he was a pastor. He was a, he was a church leader who led this tremendous God movement that you know ended segregation in the United States. And he did it from a framework of loving one another.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he, he opposed people's ideas. Mm-hmm. And he was strong in his opposition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He opposed the idea of millions who are actually, some of them claim to be Christians just like him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he did it in love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How, how can somebody say, I love you, but you're wrong, and you're you're really wrong? Because. You can. Because, because he you put God first, yeah,
0: yeah, because the truth stands, yeah, right it it outlives us, yeah, as His has exactly, right the gospel outlives God's love outlives us, and so when yeah. you speak truth when you and you push back or you disagree with people with love in your heart, it 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 produces fruit yes, there's a lasting fruit and I love that. it love stands
1: yeah, here's another way to put it, uh the apostle Paul wrote this. For I now, na- I, I am now, for am I now seeking the approval of man, or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. This is very, you can't very, serve very powerful. Two masters. No, and whomever we please, we serve. Mm-hmm. That's what this passage teaches us. Whomever we're seeking to please, we're seeking to please. We're serving.
0: Yeah. You can, and you can't serve two masters you, no, you can't serve two masters so if you put god first you you will love your neighbor well yes if you put people first you will actually hurt your neighbor
1: and and the, the relationships will disintegrate mm-hmm. yeah second thing for you to deal with imperfect people know who you are it's the order again you got to put God first. You got to know who you are.
0: This is hard, though. Yeah. Like, it, it's not that easy, especially especially because you cannot take the stance, the pride stance. Yes. I know who I am. Uh-huh. And I know better than you. Yeah. And it's my way.
1: It's more about it's not conform, confirming.
0: No, because it is humili- knowing who you are with humility and understanding as well that you can be wrong. Yes. Right, uh-huh. not in your identity. Okay, this is an identity matter. Who know who you are? You uh-huh. are a child of God. You are loved. You are called to love yes. others. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. You got things to do. Absolutely. However, right, you are fallible. Yes. You um, make mistakes on your on your walk. In your best attempt to love people, you may hurt them. In your best attempt to live a godly, moral life, you may do things wrong, and so with that humility and knowing that you are fallible, right? Yes. You love others well. Now
1: I love that you bring a humility into the conversation because knowing who you are, many times will will push you to draw certain boundaries,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the scripture talks about that, right? one One of the one of the things that that uh, knowing who you are does is you know how you ought to treat people regardless of what context you're in mm-hmm. you know you know the value of a human per, a human life you know the value of the person sitting next to you even if they're not agreeing with you even if they're screaming at you even if they're you know uh, disagreeing with you um you know their value so you do not devalue them even though you disagree with their opinion you know who you are you know where you stand uh, sometimes you bring a humility in. Sometimes people are on the other end of it because you said you gotta be humble, right? It, when people stand in arrogance, that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a couple passages in the scripture that I want to share with you. First is is the one in Galatians six, verses one through one and two says this, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spiritual a spirit of gentleness. Now listen to this keep watch on yourself. Lest you too be tempted, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? Is what we started with. Is the standard. Now Paul is saying, you you have to do your best to restore the person who has fallen. You have to do your best to help him up, mm. but be careful. Do it well, in humility.
0: Well, here's how I always look at it. Whenever there's a situation where in rest, in restoring and loving people, right, I always think of it this way. Could have been me. Yes. Where does where I mean I'm not exempt from any of it. No. If born in a different time, in a different location, being in a different circumstance, maybe being in their in their circumstance, having their history, their story, I don't know, their yeah. genes, their doesn't matter. It could have been me in any moment. I am not above anything that anybody else has done. The carnal nature, yeah. the, the the sin nature is within all all of us yes and no matter what they have done given this the situation the progression of situations uh-huh. it could have been me yes so what makes me um uh-huh. better
1: that leads you to compassion if right you what that makes that me like the, the yes. spirit
0: of gentleness is understanding man like yeah let me help you because you know what if, if i had yeah. been there would someone would i would have won somebody
1: with me right yeah, yeah. it's
0: just like we are all in this journey and we all make mistakes and different mistakes because of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And, yeah. we, you know, the people around us. Now, but some of
1: you watching, uh, you might be listening to Alinia and thinking, well, but that wasn't my church experience. That wasn't my, my, uh, my past in the church. And maybe that's probably why you've grown cold toward the church and you didn't have anything against God or Jesus. You just didn't like the church and it hurt you and you stepped away and you're like I I don't want to be a part of this it's not life giving it's not good for me um i mean without going into your story but you you went through that yeah. in the past and yeah um which probably is why you know we 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 connect in that sense that we want to see people restored but yeah. there are moments although rare where you you got to draw a line and you have to Say there's a boundary here, and our relationship is now it's different. There's a moment where you gotta take that relationship that isn't healthy and it is driving you um, to a place that's not wholesome, and you have to you have to put some separation in that. And there's a, there's a scripture I want to read to you that causes a lot of confusion theologically with people, and probably a reason why people might have found justification in treating you badly if you had church hurt in the past this is a a scripture that paul is writing to the people in corinthians here's what he said i wrote you in my letter not to associate with the sexually immoral people not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world notice that he is clarifying a stance that he had written before that was misinterpreted or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters Since then, you would need to go out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? He's making a clear separation here. Is it not those inside the church whom you are, are to d- judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. So it's a very strong pastoral letter that Paul is writing. There's all sorts of context to the reason why he's writing this and the reason why it needed to be this strong in Corinthians. Uh, and, and the, the city of Corinth, There's, uh, we don't have time to get into that. But if you read at the beginning of that, that, past, that chapter, chapter 5, I don't have the passage here, but he, he talks about how they were arrogant in their sin because there was, there was, things were out of control in the church. Yep. Yes, things were out of control in the church and people were acting like I could just do whatever I want. So people were marriages were ending. There was infidelity. Things were happening within families. And he was like this is this is you guys got to cut it out.
0: Yeah, because it's this it's is like out of control. This. Once you know yeah. better do better exactly that's what he's saying
1: so the person that he was referring to the speci- he actually pulled a specific situation he said they are be- you're being arrogant about this meaning you're not you're not repentant mm-hmm. you're not wanting to change you're not recognizing your mistake in fact you are what you're exemplifying you're saying it's okay to be a brother in Christ it's okay to carry the bury in the name of Christ and do all these things and so the lesson for us is, there are, there are moments where relationships can be a net negative in your life, and you got to put distance. Uh, and the moment that we learn from the Scripture here is when somebody is self-righteous, when they say, God is in this that I'm saying, it's, there's nothing wrong with this, and, and, and they will not listen to wise counsel. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think in an attempt to love and be compassionate mm-hmm. towards others, you must know what your lines and your boundaries are. Yeah, and you must know what your weaknesses are. Yeah, they're the fruit of humility in yes. knowing that you may fail. Uh-huh. Also knows where you may fail. Yeah, right. And in that is that okay? So now do I ab- abandon my neighbor? No, you lead them to somebody that can restore them. Yeah, while it's <laughs> put on your mask. and then put on the mask of the person next to you right it's in that it's in that sense it's like you don't abandon them but you understand where your weakness lies and you're honest you know yourself
1: and you know that you can't do anything in that situation
0: you're honest enough to say hey I know you need restoration let me lead you to a person that can help you in that area um, I'm not there. There
1: like are I'm moments not. in relationships where you have to release. You
0: have to let go. You have
1: to let go. To let and go. not carry the burden of feeling like you're that person's savior.
0: No, that's the thing. We yeah. have this thing. We have a thing, savior complex. Savior complex. Thinking that we yeah. are the ones that actually save people. Yeah. No, we don't. We are vehicles. Exactly. You know, God uses us to love people and to care for them. But yeah. it is God who saves them and we need yeah. to release it at times. And
1: so if you went through a situation where you, you messed up, you made a mistake and you were... You sinned and you were repentant and you were treated like this. That was not what this scripture was designed for. But if you are in a situation where you have a relationship where you've tried everything to get that person on the right track, what this scripture is saying is you are free to release them to God. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You're free to disconnect yourself from that evil because if you don't, it'll get to you. Yeah. And so release that person to God and allow God to judge that person. Mm-hmm. Now, next passage. Compare it to this one. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. This is the standard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you know who you are, you have the confidence and the ability to walk in this standard to help those who are weaker and to help them for their good.
0: And you know what I've noticed? I think in this walk with God, a lot of times you will see that God will use the things that afflicted you or the Mm -hmm. things that you have gone through to actually help people in those situations, Yes, right? He has made you strong. Yeah, God God has gotten you through something, whatever that something is, you know, I've seen many people who were addicts, help other people exactly. who are on the process, right? Yes. Because they've been through it. They know what it feels like. They know the, the soul craving mm-hmm. or the soul pain of that person yeah. that they can relate in a level that others can't. Yeah. I've seen people who have gone through traumatic experiences in their yeah. in their history with abuse and everything else where mm-hmm. they're like, I know how to get to healing. Yes. Come with me because yeah. I know how to get there. That's right? beautiful. And so God will use That's these. That's the
1: true nature of yeah, redemption. Redemption yes that's what redemption that's what
0: god does he will take your story your pain your situation whatever you've been through how does he redeem it by allowing you to bless someone else and help them walk it out you're
1: somebody who mends somebody else's heart now and and carries and
0: that's the that's where healing happens like that's where you go ah okay let's do more of this that's where the joy it's not like it's not like
1: you 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 are it's 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 that weird conundrum right it's not like you support what happened. No. But in a, in, a, in some way, you're glad that you're helping others with your story. Yeah. Your story well, becomes You a, wouldn't
0: choose it, but at this point, you're like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Let me at least take other people like you... There's your
1: a, story becomes an offering.
0: Yeah, it's like... Yeah. There, that's where joy comes in, right? Yes. The The joy of the freedom in Christ is being yeah. able to go, I. you have the story, you don't have the pain anymore. Yeah.
1: So you put God first. Mm-hmm. You know who you are and the last one, then you are free to love them. Mm-hmm. That's it. You deal with imperfect people by loving them. This is what Scripture says, first Peter uh, chapter four, verses eight through ten. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace what you have been given your gifts your talents your abilities you are a steward that means that god gave it to you mm-hmm. not for your own gain and for your for your own consumption but so that you can make the world better and make others better so use what you have to love people love them well right yeah are we ready to pray for people
0: we're ready to pray for people
1: listen uh, maybe you tuned in today and Uh, This is your first time tuning in or you're on the fence or maybe, you know, because of some of the things that we shared in this message, uh, you have been distant from life with God or from the church. And I want to invite you to take a step of faith and connect to God or even reconnect uh, today. If that's you, if you need to reconnect to God or uh, make Jesus the Lord of your life or say, you know what, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to church. I'm reconnecting. We want to pray for you. Would you mind just repeating these words after me in a simple prayer? Say, Dear Jesus, Jesus. I come into your presence, and I ask you to come into my heart. heart. Forgive me of my sins. I give you my past, misunderstandings, the pain, the suffering, the struggle, and I give it all to you. Take my present and my future and make something awesome out of it. Be my Lord and my Savior from today forward. Amen. Hey, listen, if you pray that simple prayer, we believe something new begins. We call it a fresh start. You have a fresh start with God. You can have a new life a new commitment with him and we'd love to walk that walk with you if you're near the Stanford area we'd love to have you be with us on Sundays next Sunday we'll be together in person Uh, we've been meeting every other week during this pandemic and it's been so great to just see Mm -hmm. each other and be with each other in the same room worshiping together so I invite you to come I know sometimes it's awkward to join a church for the first time and especially in the middle of a pandemic but we promise you as, as much as we can with safety and social distancing we'll make you feel right at home. Alina and I will be there uh, and a host of other people from our church will be there to love you and to welcome you and we would love to just uh, know who you are and connect with you. You can do that by uh, scanning the the connect card and and let us know who you are uh, as you've been given the opportunity and Uh, you know until then uh, may the lord bless you and keep you may he shine his face upon you thank you for tuning in and may the lord bless you this week Amen. amen we love you